0: All right, everybody, welcome to The Chop. We really want to thank you guys for listening in and and for for joining in last week. Um, We hope to have a good episode for you this week. We're going to be talking all about junior college basketball. Um, I'm here with Ray Colson as usual right here, baby. And uh, basically, we want to start it off with, I want to ask you a question, Ray. First question I'm going to ask you is, what do all these players have in common? Jamal Timsley, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Sean Marion, Larry Johnson, Dennis Rodman, Sam Cassell, Ben Wallace, Steve Francis, Rafer, Skip to my Lou Austin, and Cedric Savalas. What they all got in common?
1: Oh, man, that's a, that's a crazy list, too. That's they a all crazy went to list. College that's
0: they crazy all list.
1: they all hold win on. juco hold on real quick couple couple names that uh that stuck out to me jamal tinsley his game jamal was tinsley. really nasty
0: so and hey and, and some of them jamal tinsley um, sam cassell cedric uh, i didn't know sam C-
1: i didn't know sam cassell went juco
0: Sam Cassell, Rafer, and Cedric, and Jamal Timsley are all Cali Juco guys. Oh wow! Sa- Sam Cassell was at um, I think Mount Sac or or San or San Jacinto, mm-hmm. or something um, something like that. And then Rafer and Cedric Savalas were at um, were at Ventura College. Yeah, and I'm I'm not mm-hmm. sure where Jamal Timsley was, but I know he had, he went to Iowa State. Right? Out I think there he I think he Iowa went State. I think
1: he went to Mount Sac.
0: Or, I mean not Mount, to to Mount Sac, Sac, San Jacinto. He went to San Jacinto. Maybe it's Mount San Jacinto. Maybe that's the yeah, same. Mount I don't know San- if that's the same school. I'm not familiar with that school. And, but and, and franchise, bro. We can't forget Steve about Steve Francis, Man, yep. that's what I'm saying. If, that, if, that, you,
1: if you were born after 2000, you need to look up Steve
0: Francis. <laughs> He's so cold. And then think about Jimmy Butler right now. Think about Jimmy Butler, like where he is in the NBA. He's like, uh, I don't know, top, at least top 15 player. Yeah. And he went JUCO. So the reason why we wanted to talk about junior college is because especially in the time we're in, but honestly, it wouldn't matter if there was a a pandemic or not. But junior college is a good option, like you said on the last show, to keep the ball bouncing. And all these guys, just imagine if they would have stopped out of high school because a division one college didn't want them. You know, like Dennis Rodman, if he would have just said, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I'm not going to play anymore. After high school, I'm done. And here he is, a Hall of Famer, you know, five-time NBA champion, went to junior college first before he started his pro career um so we wanted to talk about our own personal experiences mine personally out of high school um i went i went ended up going to glendale uh community college but it wasn't because i didn't have options to play at other schools it was more for me like a, a lack of knowledge about all the different levels of basketball and the opportunity to play at college and what it was to, and what it was and being an opportunity i had smaller schools that um wanted me to at least come take a visit, wanted me to like uh, apply for financial aid. I had no idea, I was the first person in my in my uh, family to graduate college. Oh, wow. So not having anybody, and I, you know, now I have a master's and all that, but not having anybody at that time to really ask like, what's financial aid? Like, what's a student loan? like how like would I be able to get into these schools if I wasn't playing basketball and they were really you know pretty small schools like up north uh small schools like in, in Oregon and stuff like that it was nothing division <laughs> one but I know for a fact that hindsight I would have took it a hard look at that level because when I went to junior college My only goal was thinking I'm going to go to junior college and go division one like I wasn't thinking about going to junior college and then taking another look at some of these NAIA schools or division two or division three. And for my experience in junior college, it was a good experience, except that I really thought it was going to be like high school where your coach is going to watch out for you, check on your classes, check on this, check on that. And I didn't have a plan. And so when I that first season kind of kind of wore me down, like I almost didn't even want to play basketball anymore, just because I started to see the other side of it, that it was more of a business that like you got to be on the floor to win. You know what I mean? Like that these coaches, if they don't win, they're going to get they might not have their job anymore. So it's a it's a different level of seriousness than when you're in high school and being far away from your friends that you grew up with and being a mix of different guys from different schools. I started out um, coming off, not even coming off the bench, my first three or four games I didn't play. Guy pops his shoulder out, and then I end up, you know, being the rotation heavy and starting, like, you know, a good about 10 games out of that season. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty it was pretty crazy for me, but I know if I'd have had a plan and I'd have known more about what I was getting myself into, how serious it was going to be. Because you hear that that term, junior college, and I thought oh, it was going to be kind of easy. And man, I was I was I was awakened as soon as I got there. What, what was your experience like?
1: Um, for me, I mean, coming out of high school, I had I didn't really that was all the only place I was getting interest was uh, junior college. You know, I had a lot of the local junior colleges, coaches coming to see me, inviting me to open gym, to go play. Let me, let me ask you a question about that real What's quick.
0: Did you, did you, when you were getting all those invitations to open gyms and when they are coming to see you, did you do research? Like, did you actually check in on those schools?
1: Um, a little bit. Um, I never went to any of the games because my mind was still set on like, you know, I'm going to try and go play i'm hopefully i'm gonna get a division one scholarship when the season's over you know but yeah that never happened you know i even did the the the, the senior you know the senior the senior tour you know played spring and, and, and summer
0: trying to get and see a, a lot of kids looks, you know and a lot of kids and i'm i'm the only reason i'm cutting you off is because a lot of kids need to understand this man if you're a senior playing basketball and you're not at least talking going into your senior year to a division one school like there's not dialogue the chances of you getting an offer from them at the end of the season even if you play in one of these senior uh senior deals are very low because they recruit a year and ahead Yep, they sign they plan a year ahead they're not going oh man i need a guard this year what am i gonna do and if they are Typically, they're not in a very good um, fluid situation. Yeah. Usually, that's because somebody dropped out, somebody said no, somebody's not coming back. One of those kind of situations. So they're they're very few and far between. So if you're not like Coach Coulson was 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 playing really really well his senior year, and it's, it didn't it didn't mean it didn't mean anything. It's, it's, it, there's only so many spots, and if they're already taken. Then you can have a great senior year, but they've already made commitments to other yep. kids. So and I, just so, and so and you just, just f-
1: to piggyback off of that, if you yeah. are thinking you're going to get a look, you better be averaging at least thirty a game. At least, man, you have to be on some. You have to hop on somebody's radar. So if so, you're not so even, so if you're not doing any so, numbers close yeah. to that work on your game but um just so go- we had
0: we had Devin uh-huh. yeah yeah so we had that so just like we're yeah. real quick we had Devin Dutree that kind of happened to him but he had other college interests first yeah. and then he had a little so he had a buzz about him going into senior year but but again coming out of nowhere is really hard but go, but really go back a, to your experience but
1: yeah so coming out you know I had a bunch of junior college interests and um I ended up going to uh la valley college you know it's a local college around here for me i was pretty fortunate you know um like for you you know you're, you didn't have anybody in your family who's been through college or, and graduated. you know i was still living with my mom at the time you know so she kind of helped me through that whole process you know i didn't really i didn't have yeah. to get a job you know all i could focus on yeah. was was basketball I was grinding bro yeah, you know. Do you remember Hollywood Video? Do you remember Hollywood
0: Video? Do you remember you remember that ugly outfit at Hollywood Video they make you oh, they, man. they had they had your boy in black pants and a blue jean
1: oh, <laughs> long man. sleeve
0: button up shirt. Welcome to Hollywood Video right after practice. Oh, that's man. where I was until like midnight. But I did, I, was I, grinding. I did
1: I did I did have a uh, a part-time job my first year. I did work at a I worked at Target. Shout out Target i had a little part <laughs> i had a little part-time job working too so i was working yeah, going to yeah. school but you know finances wasn't any was yeah which was number one priority you know yeah. so um i just used that to you know fuel me but did you take did you did you take any visits did you go check out schools did I, you did, go? I, I did i did my, my regret went, i went to yeah i went to um I took a couple visits to up north. I went to College of the Sequoias, did did, oh, wow. did an open run over there, met with the coach, but that just wasn't for me because um, it just wasn't. You know, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, <laughs> I, would have had, I would have had to move. I would have been a whole different yeah. environment. I don't think I was. For some people, that's for some that. people
0: they need to move, yeah. and some people they need to stay. Yeah. Like that's just it. Just depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. That was my regret. Is that like it was like glendale like C O C, yeah.
1: more park yeah, I went
0: to, and i got invited i got invited to some open runs yeah. but i only really went to one and i kind of just was like well this is close so i'm just gonna do this and you know i i didn't really and, put no thought and into another it like
1: thing that. to to pig, piggyback off of that the open runs it's important you go mm-hmm. to those whether you're going to play there or not it's important <laughs> to go to those so important because you can kind of see like it's kind of a reality check like you're gonna be playing. You're yeah. gonna be playing against kids who are. You might. There might. You might walk in the gym and there's a 22 year old dude in there trying to get his life together, straight out the yeah. Navy, straight out trying the Navy, trying to get his or, life or, together or and, and, yep. and get a spot on the team, you know, and get get the ball rolling on an athletic career that can possibly help him get a college degree, you know. So,
0: yeah. Um, and and that's 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 a that's 100 a, true because I know when I went to when I did go to Glendale's Run. And again, I was like one of the better players on my team, better player in the league. So I go to the run and I know it's going to be other guys that are good. But I think th- the difference between our generation and th- and this generation is, you know, they don't get that opportunity to just go play against guys just on their yeah. own, like like really good guys on their own. And so when you go to that open run, you know, it was hard. It was guys. I remember um, the N1 mixtape tour. And it was end up being one of the guys that made the N one mixtape tour. He didn't make that team. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like think, think of that. He didn't make that team. And it was, I mean, he probably had other stuff going on. I think he went to like Pasadena Marshall. This dude had, he used to throw it off the wall and dunk it. It was, I mean, he was, he was amazing physically, Mm -hmm. but you know, they're putting together a roster. He didn't make that team. And so I just know that Glenn, like at that time, when I went to that open run, I should have went to more to just make sure that, what that school was Mm -hmm. the right fit that I was making a selection because and the other thing is feeling I didn't feel like like this at the time but I should have felt like I had an opportunity because a lot of kids are not getting invited to those Mm -hmm. open runs
1: yep you said they're not
0: yeah they're not Mm -hmm. you know every every kid after they graduate isn't receiving that call like hey come down here we want to take a look at you you might think oh it's just a junior college but but the kid next to you his phone's Mm -hmm. not ringing
1: and yeah, so, you know, I go to those open runs. Uh, I was going to all the local runs here Pierce, Moore Park, Valley, Glendale. I was going to all those open runs, and I just thought Valley would be the best fit for me. Uh, looking back, I probably would have made a different decision, but, you know, you live, you learn. And, um, yeah. you know, f- coming out of there, I, I really only had, um, you know, division two division three NAIA looks and it wasn't many of those but luckily enough for me one of my teammates my freshman year at Valley um played at ended up getting a scholarship to Northridge and by by the good grace of God I was one day I was hooping at in rec just at the rec league uh, before before I was figuring out where I was going to go to school and um I was playing against uh, Marcus Carr. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, Yeah, Marcus Carr. He's like, he's the, I want to say he's the all time leading assist leader at CSUN. And uh, he had just been removed. When he was playing at CSUN, he was like leading the nation in assists. And we were battling one day. We were going at it, just hooping. And he was like, Where are you about to go next year? I'm like, Dude, I got a couple looks, but nothing set in stone right now. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out. Dude, he went to his bag. He got on the phone and called Braswell, Bobby Braswell, and was like, "Look, you got to pick this dude up." Just like that, t- two days, wow. t- two days wow. later, I got a call. I was registered in school on the squad, just like that.
0: Man, that's crazy You know, I still All this time I knew you I never knew Like exactly how I knew you went to Valley And went to see something But I didn't know It happened like That's almost like Some Lillard stuff right there Like go to the wrong gym And see this yeah. dude cooking That's crazy But i that's crazy.
1: Against him like You know Over like a couple yeah. months And just this one day yeah. We just happened to just Start talking Yeah, we just Chop started talking About hoops and stuff And I was like Yeah, man I, I remember you I played a, You know, I've always known Who you were You know, when we played Dude, he yeah. literally went into his bag, pulled out his phone, called him. I talked to to the coach on the phone, and uh, like two days later, one of the assistant coaches hit me up and had me filling out whatever I needed to fill out for yeah. uh, getting into school. And I was and shout out to shout out to Braswell, yeah, shout man. out to Bras, man.
0: Because cool, what's cool about what's cool about Coach Braswell is that you know he's been in the valley. You know he was at Cleveland yep. High School, then he was at Sea took them to the tournament. Um, you know, then then um I saw him actually at like uh, Chatsworth Senior Night. I think his nephew or somebody mm-hmm. was on Chatsworth's yep. team. Said what's up to him in the stands. He's at Long Beach State now as yep. an assistant, and he's always around looking for kids. And you know, obviously, see, he's not. He's he looks at the mm-hmm. JUCO level. Like he looks for ju- you know JUCO players to come fill in his rocks. That was something yeah, that he was doing they this season a lot was they getting were. JUCO guys. They get a lot of JUCO guys, but uh yeah yeah man well Mm -hmm. that's great man that's that's a blessing so coming up next coming up next we're gonna have coach Perry Webster of uh Fullerton College man he's a, a state champion coach and he was a former player at uh Saddleback Community College um and and man he's got a great a great career going right now coaching but he has an insight on as a as a a junior college coach on what he's looking for in in young student athletes, why junior college should be an option for them. And I think they really need to take a listen. So we're going to have that in the next segment. I'm here with Coach Perry Webster of Fullerton College. he won the 2019 state championship. He's got a 80 winning uh, winning percentage over there. I think you won like 120 games, something like that. You got 25 guys out to four-year universities in a short time period, and you know you're only one of you're the one, only guy that's won a, a, as a won a state ta- championship as a player, state championship as an assistant coach, and as a head coach. That's crazy. Thanks for coming on, Perry. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the introduction. Um. So, just uh, share with us a little bit of your experience as a player um, before you get into the coaching aspect.
2: Yeah. You know, um, as a player, I was uh, I was a pretty good player out of Mission Viejo High School. Um, uh, was a four time or four year starter. I was all CIEF for three years. I, I had a pretty good high school career, and uh, got recruited. You know, mostly Division two schools. Some Division one schools were talking to me here and there throughout my senior year. Um, but I didn't get recruited to the level I wanted to be at, uh, the level I thought a player I was. Uh, so I chose the Juco route. Uh, I was lucky because um, I grew up in Mission Viejo. And, and at the time, um, a guy by the name of Andy Ground, uh, who's the Saddleback head coach now, at the time, he was the assistant there. And um, he started recruiting, my, recruiting me my senior year of high school. Um, and he did a really good job of recruiting me. He spent time uh, you know, coming out to games, spending time on the weekends, text, texting me, Uh, making sure he's staying involved with me. Uh, It was good to see because it kind of showed me um, the process of how recruiting goes too because he's very good at at that. Um, So anyways, fast forward, after my senior year, I ended up going with Andy, but Andy that one year was going to be an assistant at Irvine Valley College. So he went there um, my first year of of college. So I played on a team there. We ended up having like eight guys go Division I off of that team. Um, uh, The guy the most would be Franklin sessions was on that team so um oh man so me and Franklin both came off the bench on that team that year and we won like 28 games or something we had the best year Irvine valley's ever had well after that season Andy ground ended up getting the head job at saddleback and um, Franklin and I were the two best returners going back to Irvine but Andy had recruited us our kind of allegiances and everything were to him uh, so we went with him to saddleback Uh, I ended up, that that first year there, I ended up breaking my ankle um, three three games in. And then I watched Franklin take those guys all the way to the state championship game, and they lost in overtime. Um, But I got to see it. I got to observe it um, from the bench, you know, just, you know, trying to nurse the ankle. Uh, But it was a great experience. It was the best thing that ever could have happened to me because I realized that I wasn't far off from being able to be at the top level within the state of California uh, for junior college. So I busted my butt the next offseason, uh, got in the best shape of my life. And uh, we came back and we won it the next year. Uh, we won the state championship. I was the state tournament MVP. And then I ended up going and playing uh, two years at Cal State Fullerton. Um, wow. For me, the best the best thing that happened to me was Andy Ground coming into my life. Uh, you really realize how important a coach is, especially at this level. He kind of prepared me for that as a player and you know, got my body right, helped me learn the game, and um, he ended up having a uh, playing a pivotal role in or pivotal role in my uh, coaching career as well. Wow, that's awesome, man! And, and see, and the thing I think a lot of people don't really understand is just
0: how good some JUCO players. Are. I mean, you just mentioned Sessions, and then even yourself, like being an All-CIF guy, a four-year starter. I don't think people realize that. There's a lot of really good players at every level. So, you know, just assuming somebody you're going to junior college means you're not good. It, it's a bad assumption.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think especially us teams at the top of the state, uh, you come into my practice and you could see, you know, seven or eight Division One and Division Two players uh, pretty yeah. much every year. And yeah, I mean, and I brought my kids to your get your game and they were shot like they like the big they're like coach Why they got
0: this huge dude on the team? I'm like, man, this is it's a college basketball game. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't think kids understand how high the level is Um, what's uh, let me see so what's the hardest um, Obstacle for you coaching at the juco level you
2: think well, I think the hardest thing in california is this non-scholarship So you you're really limited to recruiting california um if you got to go out of state to get a player, that player's got to be able to find a way to make it work financially. Um, so that's an yeah. issue. That's, that's, that's a major issue. Uh, I think the rules in California Community College um, really kind of hamstring us. Uh, we're not allowed to be involved in the housing of the athletes and helping them find apartments and helping them find places to live and to make sure that the places are being kept up and all that we're really not allowed to be, yeah. any, be involved in that and I think that that becomes an issue sometimes I think parents are uh, afraid of letting their kids you know kind of go and just be on their own where I think every other level yeah. or even junior college nationally have scholarships but also they're allowed to be involved and, and look out for the kids and um, I think that, that I would like to see the the rules kind of bend a little bit on that and allow us to, to help these kids out a little bit yeah no doubt like that that would have helped me out a lot
0: even being a kid in california you know what i mean just because that was a big big deal for me i was going to glendale community college i was living in encino Making that drive means I had to work every day. I had to put gas in the car. So it just makes it harder to just really commit full-time to basketball. So I I agree with you there. It would definitely help kids. If you guys could help with housing or even I know how to state, sometimes they provide it. So that would be a big plus. And there
2: is Um, is some schools in California even that have dorms on campus and there is, you know, opportunity for that. But, you know, at our our place at Fullerton, that's that's not, you know, we don't have anything like that. So that's a difficult thing to deal with
0: but with but with that said man you guys are one of the best junior colleges in the state um even this season you guys were headed back up north to go compete um in the in the regionals right um, well no we actually so, got, we
2: got knocked out in this year in the in the first round but it was, kind of, oh, a, it was man. kind of a tough deal we had a we had a bunch of injuries late we lost our two leading scores and we lost the conference's defensive player of the year in the last month and a half of the season so
0: oh wow it was yeah, a, but i remember watching the the Nineteen season. Yeah. And so you guys are I mean, you're I mean, you guys had another did you have another
2: uh good season besides yeah, that? Yeah, we that finished we it? finished twenty two and six and had a good year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you win twenty games, so you're obviously having success. Yeah. Um what is what is what are the keys to the success that you that you're seeing? Yeah. Like what what is it about what you're doing that's making you guys
2: constantly successful? Well, uh the first thing is good players. Um we've we've had success recruiting. Um, I've been able to relate to guys like you guys. Kind of talked about me as a as a player, uh, and then as a Division One player, I, I lived the life that a lot of these guys want to live in terms of playing at the JUCO level and getting a scholarship to the level they want to be at. So, our most of our successes come from having you know having good players. Um, and then, but yeah, then when you have it. good players, you got to coach them, and they got to be coachable, and you have to hold them accountable to uh, culture, and you have to hold them accountable to togetherness. Um, I think that we've done a great job of really having uh, talented guys that kind of are putting their egos aside and understanding that, hey, I'm not going to go to a J.C., I think I should, or like my mom and dad think I should, maybe I'm an average 12, yeah. I'm going to be able to win a championship and I'm going to be able to get a scholarship out of here. And um, so we've yeah. had enough kids that can kind of put their egos aside and buy into the philosophy of, of you know, the teamwork, uh, teamwork, making the dream work, I guess. Yeah, no doubt, and I and
0: I saw you coach, man, and you're you're definitely tough on kids, uh, but they obviously respect you, and you coach them hard, and they play really hard for you. So uh, it was a pleasure to, I, I really appreciate you having us up there, man. I think it opened a lot of eyes up for my guys on the team. Yeah, I just, I just um, am a, so just I'm want, a firm you know,
2: believer in that, and just getting if you if your if your guys aren't competing at a high level, then it it doesn't mean enough to them, and it's not like it's not like competing at a high level is half of the time like you, you know every chance every yeah. chance you get an opportunity to get out and, and play the game uh and compete you got to do it at a high level i think you know the the world and the situation we're in now it should, it should make these kids more uh respectful of the game and and, and respectful oh, no respectful doubt. of the opportunities that they do get to go out there and compete every day you know they, a lot of them grow up hey, and so much and now you know there's just been some space yep you're right. You're right. And you've had
0: great success moving players on for your universities. Um, what would you say? I mean, like I said, I covered it in the beginning, right? Like 25 over, over, you know, 20 um, something kids. Yeah. What would you say would be like a common a trait and characteristic for kids that you've played with that moved on when you were playing and, and kids that you've been getting out over the years? Yeah, you
2: know, I think the biggest thing is a lot, you know, not a lot of them, but some of them come to you with academic issues. So the guys that have right. those issues and they're able to come here and fix those issues, that's a big deal. We've had guys, we've had guys come here and as hard as we push them, they've been a little lazy academically and they've gone on scholarships places, but they haven't gone as high level as they possibly could if the academics were a little bit more squared away. So, I mean, I think first and foremost for a kid who's a high school kid, a JC kid, whatever it is, is a lot of these division two schools and NAIA schools, they get you more money if your GPA is a little bit higher
0: and they don't know that man they don't know that
2: and they're harder to a little harder to get into as well yeah so i think that that that's the main thing that um we've done a pretty good job and and it's it's a lot of work to make sure these guys are doing it fullerton college is set up to to have success we have a lot of support on the campus so we've done a good job there academically um i think guys that are unselfish have done well in getting themselves recruited um i think sometimes uh, uh, guys who have maybe been a little selfish at times, maybe haven't gotten recruited as high level as they could too. Um, but I think there's a lot of connections. I have a, I have a lot of friends on the four year level, um, and a lot of people that I respect and that respect our program back. And I think that they want to come in and recruit kids from our program because they know they've been coached hard. Uh, they know that they're they're going to be team guys, and and I think really really important. They know that they're going to know how to defend. We defend. So that's, defend yeah. at such a high level. We're number one in the state in defense every year. So, you know, when you're getting a guy out of Fullerton, he's going to understand that defense. You know, a lot of defensive concepts.
0: And so, and so that's great because I think you touched on a really key things about the academics and just knowing that they're coming out of a winning situation and that defense is a, a priority for you. So it becomes a priority yeah. for them. Um, so, what should players be looking for when they're choosing a program? Because I, I kind of touched this with Ray on on this with Ray was that when I was going through the whole process, I really didn't kind of take my time to really look into each coach, look into each school, how many kids are getting out, what kind of what kind of co- style do they play, and I think that hurt me. You know what I mean? And I think um, some kids they, they they don't really need to they don't know what to do because this is the first yeah. time they're choosing a school on their yeah. own. Their parents don't have as much to say a lot of times with the JUCO situation. So, can you touch on that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, you know, bit?
2: I think that it's important still for the parents to be involved. And I think that one, one thing I try to encourage all my recruits to do, because I do most of my recruiting in Southern California, and Southern California is right. a big basketball community, but it's also, we all know each other, or, you know, right. Or, or, right. or six degrees of separation or whatever. So, I tell a lot of incoming recruits, hey, call somebody who's played here. If you're a parent, call a parent who's had a son who's played here, and just ask them what they thought about Perry and Fullerton and what their experience was. And I think that I think that that is one of the, the major things is you're looking for a school is to talk to the people that have been there and been through it before. Now, not everybody right. had the greatest experience ever. Not everybody would sell their soul to. You know to sell the fullerton program i understand that but over the course of that right. the more people you ask you're going to hear a lot of the same things about that program you're going to call somebody about some yeah. programs and say hey that coach you know he's he, he he sells you a bag of goods whatever he says he's going to do he doesn't really do it if you if you call a person who's been here a, a parent or a kid and you say hey what, what's the deal with perry hey perry's going to tell it like it is you know you're not always going to like it it might not be something that you want to hear, but he's going to tell it like it is. So you at least can trust the words that are coming out of his mouth. I think that that's I think that's yeah. an important thing. Knowing that you can trust what the coach is saying and what he's saying about the program. Obviously, winning is important because um, colleges want to recruit um, Four-year schools, want to recruit guys coming from winning programs, high school, JC, whatever it is, they want winners. OK, so I think winning is important. Uh, getting kids out, obviously, is important at our level. we got to make sure that. Uh, when you're choosing a JC, you're going to a JC that has a history of getting kids on the scholarships. I think, I think one underrated thing, and maybe I'm just biased on it, but I think one underrated thing is location. Uh, I think location is important. I think that uh, sometimes you could go to a junior college in the middle of nowhere. Uh, maybe you go to a junior college that's in an area that's not probably that might not be the best to, to allow you to focus on your studies and your hoops. Um, I right. think you know one right. thing I always tell about Fullerton is, is location. We can get I can get to Riverside, I can get to LA, I can get to San Diego. I'm kind of in the middle of everything, uh, but it's a safe area. It's it's good school districts, it's a good place to be, it's a good place to be able to focus on on what's important. So uh, that and then and then I, I really firmly believe the most important thing is is the relationship with the head coach. Um you if you don't if you don't know the head coach, if you don't know what you're getting into, then then you're not, you know, it might not work out for you. I, I try to be as honest as I can in the, in the recruiting process that as the head coach, I'm going to be hard on you. I'm going to be hard on your son. It's not going to be something where it's just easy for them. And, and I-, yeah. I
0: And you're not lying, then yeah. that's how you are. That, that's yeah. the best and, part. And,
2: and, and it works. I mean, people know that when they get here, hey, and then when, when you know, stuff starts hitting the fan and and they're getting a little frustrated, I just go back to, hey, you knew this was this is what was best for you you got to just fight through this right now it's just something you got to fight through so um and then also you know style of play and some of those other things i think are important one thing we try to do in style of play is uh we try to be you know we try to look like a division one program we're trying to have some discipline to our approach guard the ball the right way you know move the ball in the offensive end and and look like you know we could fit in a division one game
0: no doubt no doubt well, those, that's some great, um, great advice. Uh, hopefully some some kids will be listening because I really feel like in this time, a lot of kids are sitting around as seniors, um, uh, not knowing where they're going to go next year, waiting for something. And then there's a, and they've been getting recruited by junior colleges and they're not you know, taking this seriously. And, and I hope that if they get to hear this, that they will. I really appreciate you joining us, Perry. Thank you so yeah, much no for your problem. time, man. I
2: appreciate man. you having me on and uh, good luck with this deal. Thank
0: you. guys. Thank you. Hey, sorry we lost you, Coach Colson, on that last segment. But, uh, you know, Coach Coach Webster was dropping some gems, man, about the junior college game. Um, So hopefully you guys just tuned in that last segment. We're going to move on to one of my favorite parts of the cast, shoot it or pass it gonna give coach some questions this time he's gonna give me some and I'm either gonna shoot him or pass it and then we'll move on to the next question so um let's see coach MJ or LeBron that's a tough one you Uh, shooting or passing
1: I'm waiting till episode 10 drops
0: okay okay so we're so big so
1: I'm passing I'm passing you're passing you're passing so bring that back I'm waiting till episode 10 drops okay okay what's your question for me before I uh I I comment on MJ and uh and LeBron I'm just gonna wait till episode 10 drops
0: um okay so I'll I'll save mine too then I
1: won't I won't respond to it um is this generation of players shooting too many three-pointers shoot it or pass
0: it I'm I'm gonna have to shoot that. Okay. I'm gonna have to shoot that. I think I would I wouldn't so much say they're shooting too many threes. I would say that they're neglecting an area of the game. Right? So I, I don't have a problem with kids being really good shooters and shoot and the three point shot. And if you can shoot it or like the way Curry shoots it or the way certain guys would really have shot it. Um but I think you you have to you can't just neglect the whole aspect of the game because some computer tells you that you shouldn't be shooting that shot Mm -hmm. when there's you know players um of all generations have made their living shooting mid-range jump shots you got a guy in the nba um um in the nba right now that basically shoots a ton of mid range that's that's his game uh demar derozan Mm -hmm. that's his game he he shoots a lot of mid-range jump shots and they if they go in whatever shot you shoot is a good shot yeah you know what i'm saying so if you're going to shoot if, if you're telling me oh the mid-range is bad it's bad because nobody they're not working on it mm-hmm. but if they're working on it and they shoot it at a high level um then then they should be shooting any shot so i would say i would i would kind of agree and disagree in, in the sense that i think they're shooting a lot of threes and they should as long as they're working on them and they have a mid-range so that when you're getting ran off that line because you've seen it before guys get ran off the line or and girls get ran off the line and they can't score at the basket they and they can't they can't do anything they just they now they're now they're just totally out of the game
1: yeah I, I would agree um for me i think i think they are but i think it's a good thing because it can be an equalizer for you depending on what the type of team you have the type of team you're facing you know maybe you might not decide you can challenge another team's big player you know that three can equalize it but the thing with shooting a lot of threes you gotta practice and shoot you can't just go out there jacking it up and you don't put in any work working on your jump shot throughout the week you know so so yeah, I think that's the the big thing. You gotta you gotta work on your jumper if you're gonna be shooting all these threes, or you're you're putting that into your game. You better be working
0: on it. Don't just be coming out here just trying to jack it up. Just just as long as you're not shooting threes like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Yo, you think that picture's been going around? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that. I mean, I still try to. It looks. I don't know if it looks like a condor's neck or if it's like a. Or like your coat hanger, it kind of <laughs> looks like a coat hanger on the on the right, but you know not like a regular coat hanger. Like you know how you bend the coat hanger because you're trying to you unlock yourself out of your car, oh, man. so you just bend the you you been the coat hanger his, up. His, and he let he leaves his, it up too, like it's pretty. His, That's the worst his part. His
1: arms look so flimsy in that picture. Bro.
0: <laughs> it's so god. We might have to. That might have. I mean. I don't know about copyrights if we could use that picture as the cover of this episode, <laughs> but we might have to we might have to go pay for that one. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> next question um, for you. Phil Jackson's and Kobe Bryant's and Shaq's Lakers. You can pick any of those teams that, that they were on, the three P team Dang. versus Rodman, Pippen, Jordan, and Phil. Which team wins? Shoot it or pass it? I'm shooting it. Okay. Um, Who you got? Who you got?
1: I'm 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 taking the Bulls, bro. I mean, I, 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 I know Shaq's probably going to be down there dominating.
0: You're taking the Bulls. I know that's, Shaq's. That's- I know Shaq's
1: going to be down there dominating. But, okay. But the, those those teams with the Bulls, there was so much experience on that team, man. The, those yeah. three peat Lakers, they were just, you know.
0: Ron Harper's on both teams. That's what's crazy. Ron I, Harper I is think on John. Both teams. And John. John Sally. John yeah, John Sally's on both teams, teams too. So they kind of. So when I look at that questions or questions like that, I always kind of like put everything in, and kind of do a math kind of equation almost, right? So you got Jordan, you got Kobe, okay, all right, and then you got you got Pippen. Who who on the Lakers on those three peat teams is gonna check Pippen? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't that like so. You got to give that to you. Got to give that I to, mean, the, I to don't the Bulls, know. right? Because
1: I'm pretty sure. But I'm saying you got it. Pippen is probably guarding Kobe,
0: right? But I'm saying no. But who's check? But Kobe, but we don't know who Kobe checking. Kobe might have to guard MJ. But I'm saying so. Yeah. Like if you just look at a personnel he is, standpoint, he just, is guarding MJ. He would be straight. Straight personnel standpoint, the Lakers at that time, I think their small forward was Rick Fox. That's that's a Rick, win for the Bulls, right? Rick Fox, that's, I think uh,
1: Glenn, Glenn Rice was one of those. That's a
0: win for the Bulls. That's a win for the Bulls. Both of those are wins for the Bulls, right? Okay, so, so now we get to the center position. We obviously seen what Shaq does to centers like Dudley and Longley. He's going to demolish them, right? Yeah. He's going to demolish them. But now you get to the power forward, and it's Dennis Rodman. And I think, I think the Lakers, you know, the Lakers definitely, I, I mean, Shaq thinks they're just, they would just blow them out. There's no question. I think the that's first because year, of, I
1: think the first year that they won it, AC Green mm-hmm. was their starting power forward. And like, and how old was he? They, like 47 yeah. year old? 47 like, when he was starting. He was at starting.
0: the tail end of his career too. Tail end is a, an exaggeration. Had, he was yeah, at, have, he was.
1: They had <laughs> Horace Grant too.
0: They, I feel like they had Horace, but I don't remember what year. I don't remember they might and but both of those dudes were that's what i'm saying like like they're at those times when they were on those teams like yeah. ron harper even was real old when he was on that yeah, team he was. so i so again but i would i would say for me even with the fact that the bulls have if you just look at the roster the bulls have the advantage i have to go with the lakers because of Sha- shaq was so so good at that time yeah. and like he was so good, I don't know what the, I don't know what anybody would do with him. There's no Rodman. Rodman would probably, you know, try to guard him at one point or another. But there's nothing Rodman would have been able to do with peak Pete. Like that's when Shaq was at his prime. He was bigger stronger faster than everybody he would you know the spin his spin i wish there was like a sports science where they could time yeah. his spin move. you remember how fast his like his spin i don't know how fast it is in, in milliseconds and all that Kid, he, but they need to do a sports science
1: on that he was spinning right off kids and just yamming it on them I it s- was so I fast seen, i seen a, a video <laughs> the other day of him just working david robinson
0: on the post i was in shock yeah, like pump
1: fake yeah that's that through and then somebody because draymond and
0: then he draymond said he could guard him and somebody posted that video like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> like draymond draymond green's cra- like honestly dude like he's the craziest that's dude because i i get it he's good he's in you know he's got rings and stuff but like you're not guarding shack shack yep. was as fast as you are yep. that's what's crazy he doesn't he's looking at Shaq right now Old old Shaq big and even right now he's still like you know in decent shape, yeah. but that spin move man he he killed David Robinson so, on that so, spin so, so move. So who you, and, so
1: who you're taking though at in the, at the, end, of the, the, at the take, end of the day? I'm taking the
0: taking Lakers. At the end of the day, I'm taking the Lakers. Okay. And I'm a huge Bulls fan, and I think and I think Jordan is the the greatest of all time. But I think Shaq is just so. Unguardable, especially at that time in his career. Yeah, he was like even Miami Shaq. I think even Miami Shaq would have been a problem for the. Boys. He was, but even yeah, Miami Shaq, I think, I think MJ would have willed this, willed
1: this team to a dub. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think I, he, I think I think he too. would have willed this somehow.
0: <laughs> you know, he he's yeah, never they lost. just fight he's and never, claw. Yeah, he's
1: never lost in a chip, you know what I mean. So there's no way he's never
0: seen a game play. seven in the NBA so Finals there's either. No way
1: I could go against <laughs> him, bro. So yeah, to I feel you. It. So moving on. Yeah, yeah. This is for you. Next, okay. shoot it or pass it. I know you You a bit big sneakerhead in the game. Every time I see you, you got on a fresh pair Don't of Don't tell no secrets. <laughs> oh,
0: man, not me. Not what, me.
1: What What is the next shoes you have your eyes on that you're about to get?
0: Well, as, as I've had a child, and, you know, money's a little different with yeah. that. You know, that dude eats, uh, and I'm, you know, trying to keep him nice. I'm transitioning away from my Jordan thing. And I moved on to Dunks. Okay. And uh, so, I, so I got this pair of Dunks right now. I got them from England. That's like a, that's like a high It's like a, it's like a Space Jam mm-hmm. Dunk. It looks like the Space Jams. And uh, LeBron, he just posted this, this, uh, this the low top Dunks that they got coming mm-hmm. out, man. Um, I think it was on his recent IG. You know, he gets them all early. And th- that's where I'm going now Is more the dunks They're more like They're more dad friendly You I know what I'm saying You I mean? wear them with some slacks You wear them with some jeans I got you You know the Jordans and stuff Is a little You know the price point Is getting up there for me Little Kingston's gonna want Jordans And so I'm gonna be like Nah you get you some dunks son You know what I'm oh, talking man. about Save me some money <laughs> But uh, yeah So I think they're called Like the Ben and Jerry's dunks Ben and Jerry's Ben and, ben are they and Jerry's top? dunks are Yeah they, that's what are the dunk lows I, dunk I think highs? they're they're i think i think they're the dunk lows okay. but they're cold man they, they got the whole ben and jerry's like logo colorway and i mean they're cold-blooded so that's kind of what i'm getting into more recently i had just picked up those hair Airs too oh man i don't mean, know if i to, i don't know if i told I you about those. those i, I don't had to even do know it what
1: those are man I know you'd be on the shoes yeah. so i don't
0: even know you're gonna have to google hair. that <laughs> google
1: those sneaker
0: heads hair yeah hair google those but um Hair hairs, they got actual actual bunny fur on them, man. That's what it feels like, anyway. That's what the texture is. I I got some, I got some in here that that are pretty nice, man. But um, I I gave a bunch to my cousin back back when he graduated. So, but yeah, I'm still in the shoes, and and that's what I would be getting, man. This was a good episode. I really think uh, kids are gonna learn a lot if they if they you know if they really pay attention to it, um, especially because you know you have three different kind of versions of of how junior college basketball can go for you. Um, you know, he was a really uh, Coach Webster was a really highly touted player, and he talked about the fact that he wasn't recruited at the level he felt he should be yep. at. And he went where he was recruited at that level, and I think that was so and, important. And that. he went with the coach that he knew, he trusted, and because yeah, he recruited exactly, him all yeah. year, he didn't just come and say, "Hey, oh, oh, what? You don't got a scholarship now? Come over yeah. here." He was in the mix all year with the kid, made a relationship with them. And so that—that's what I'm saying. He felt the love, and so—and he felt wanted and needed. And if you don't feel those things, it doesn't matter what level you're going to. You're—it's not going to be good for you, you know. So, man, thanks every. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to the shop. Uh, We'll have episode three for you soon, Uh, but but we really appreciate the love, man. Continue to like it, share it, and uh, send it to other basketball people. And we look forward to the next episode.
1: All right, man. Thanks for tuning in, you
2: guys.